Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insider's Yankees Spring Training Podcast for Thursday, February 25th. A few more days of workouts for pitchers, catchers, and position players in Tampa. The first exhibition game is only a few days away. The Yankees take on the Toronto Blue Jays Sunday at Steinbrenner Field in Tampa. The position players getting back up to speed with a couple of days of batting practice and workouts, and then they'll face real pitching for... uh, for the first time on Sunday, and uh, get their feet wet. A month of exhibition games, and then opening day, April 1st. So not a lot of time. It goes pretty quick. And even as the weather warms up in New York, it feels a little more spring-like with some sunshine out. Uh, It's hot, sunny in Florida, where the Yankees are working out and uh, getting ready for the start of the exhibition season. Brett Gardner met with reporters for the first time today since re-signing with the Yankees. It was a long winter for Gardner, who uh, didn't know up until you know less than two weeks ago if he was going to be playing for the Yankees or, in fact, playing baseball at all. Part of the decision process for Gardner uh, as he went through this winter, you'll hear it here as Gardner talks about coming back to be a bench player for the Yankees. He understands that uh, as Clint Frazier has taken over the left field job. Uh, Gardner uh, looks at the role, understands what it is, embraces it. He talks about all of that right here. You know, really just try to embrace that role and come in with um, with an open mind and whatever whatever the team needs me to do to to help um, to help out on a daily basis. Um, you know, I'll be ready, and um, you know, whatever my role is, um, you know, I'll accept it. And hopefully, um, you know, like I said, we've got some young players that uh, I look forward to. Especially a guy like Clint Frazier, I look forward to continuing to help him and, and see his, you know, career really, um, really take off this year. Guardy, it's good to see you. When you talk about accepting your role, embracing the role, whatever it may be, what kind of talks have there been? Have you have you kind of come in knowing that it's not the same everyday role you've had before? Well, yeah, in a way, but listen, we've been through this before. Um, and, and obviously, like I said, I know what our outfield picture looks like. I know how talented those guys are. Um, at the same time, um, I know what I'm still capable of doing. And if I didn't think I was capable of doing it at a high level, I wouldn't be back here. So, um, you know, my expectations are, um, you know, to, to be ready to play every day. And as far as, you know, like I said, we've seen this kind of thing before things happen and it's not always, it doesn't always unfold the way that you draw it up and you have to deal with injuries. And, and obviously, um, you know, the more depth that you have, the better. So, you know, again, I'm excited to be a part of this group of guys and I'll be ready to play every single day, do the best I can to continue to do that. And um, whenever my name's called, I'll be ready. Do you remember what the first date was where, you know, real talks happened about bringing you back and would you have considered playing somewhere else or retiring if it didn't work out here? Um, 
Yeah, all three were kind of on the table, to be honest. But I knew um, I didn't want my season – I mean, I didn't want my career to end the way that the season ended last year. Uh, there against the Rays, um, you know, wasn't able to wasn't able to play in front of any fans all year for the most part. And and obviously my family um, wanting to see me play again. So I went into the offseason fully expecting to be playing this season and, and, and expected to be back here. But obviously uh, it took a while for that to come together. So, you know, I was open minded to um, to go in other places and keeping my options open. But but again, ultimately, this is where I want to be at. And um, I'm happy that things worked out and, and I didn't have to. Um, and get too serious about looking into going somewhere else. But um, yeah, I mean, up until up until a week or a week and a half ago, I, I was I was still unsure of how things would work out. But I'm very happy with with how things have worked out. Brett Gardner is a valuable player for the Yankees, no matter what role he is in. And in his role as kind of a mentor to Clint Frazier, I know there are some fans who weren't really sure that that was actually happening. Uh, but there are a lot of different reasons why Clint Frazier hasn't taken over before now. Uh, a lot of it had to do with health. Remember, with the concussion that he suffered in 2018 and the after effects of that. Uh, some growth and maturity on Clint Frazier's part as well. Brett Gardner has seen it. He's had a hand in developing that, and he's seen it firsthand. And of all the people that admire Clint Frazier's growth, well, Brett Gardner is near the top of the list. Just maturity and, and being comfortable, obviously, um, you know, getting traded like he did, um, being part of such a high profile trade and obviously, um, you know, a lot of expectations there. I think some unfair expectations. And, you know, when you have a young kid um, that's drafted out of high school, you forget that, um, you know, he hasn't had a lot of time to develop necessarily in the minor leagues and it's hard being away from home for the first time and things like that. So I think that you know, him coming over to the new team, it just took him a minute to get comfortable and, and to be himself. And, um, you know, the work ethic has always been there. And, um, you know, I think that's something that really started to click last year, really 12 months ago down here in spring training before, um, before uh, you know, coronavirus hit and we all got sent home for a little while. I think um, we were getting some really, really good work in in the outfield on defense. And Reggie uh, Willits, our outfield instructor, he continues to push Clint um, you know, in a good way, they have a great relationship and Clint is willing to work. He's willing to learn. He's willing to listen and um, he's willing to put in the time. And and obviously when you're uh, when you have all those, you can't help but get better over time. So, you know, he's been great. It's been a lot of fun for me to, to watch him grow, not just as a player, but as a person. And um, again, he's one of those guys that I expect to continue to grow, continue to get better. And um, I look forward to seeing it firsthand. And a lot of what we found out today was the Mutual Admiration Society that Brett Gardner and Clint Frazier have going. Uh, Clint Frazier met with reporters today for the first time as well. And in addition to talking about his excitement for having a starting job finally and all the things he's gone through in such a short time as a Yankee, uh, going through the growth physically, emotionally, and getting to a place where he feels like he's ready to break out as a player, he also spoke about how much admiration he has for Brett Gardner. Gardner is not a player who's been holding him back. And as much uh, as Frazier has lamented at times, the idea that he could be starting, whether it was back in Cleveland where he came from or many other organizations, he understands where his role is and why it's taken this long for him to get his shot as a Yankee. And he also has a great admiration for the man who's been holding that spot for the last several years, Brett Gardner. 
I think where it starts, the, I think where the first thought goes with Brett is how he handled going about a young guy coming in that plays the same position as him and was vocal about wanting to win that job. And, and just how he treated me still knowing that it's, it's a competition, but it's his job to lose and other guys are trying to take it. And he, he went about it in such a positive way that I felt like it was such a, like a, like a big brother, little brother relationship, you know, because he's, he's obviously done a really good job at maintaining that position for so long with, you know, a lot of really good teams in the past. And, and he's such a good teammate. He's such a jokester. Like he, he's a little kid. I swear he's more immature than I am, but it's, uh, it's, it's just, he makes you feel comfortable. He makes everyone around him better. And I don't think there was one person that wasn't excited whenever they saw that Brett was coming back. And I think that, I was probably at the top of the list because there is still things that he can teach me as a player and teach me as a man moving forward that I can incorporate in my everyday life and, and, and in baseball. Um, I mean, I think one thing that sticks out the most is Brett's the, one of the best teammates that I've had. And, and the way that he, the way that he interacts with people is a unique way. And it's a way that, I feel like a lot of people should take a note out of his book and try to interact with other people like that as well, because there's a reason that he keeps coming back and there's a reason that people keep wanting him back. So he, he sets the foundation of what it's like to be a great teammate. So I, I learned that from him. There was obviously, obviously in 2019, a lot of discussions in the outfield where he was just trying to give any bit of advice he could on the, the mishaps that I was having in the outfield. Um, there was times when he pulled me over into his, uh, into his room just to, to put his arm around me and just to talk to me because he knew that I was, you know, going through some, uh, some tough times with some distractions that I had caused. And, and Brett's just been a, Brett's just been a light that keeps shining really bright for me. And, and, and I'd love to, I'd selfishly like to have this guy around until he's like 50, just so I could finish my career with him. The dynamic between Gardner and Frazier could be troublesome uh, for some teams. It could, you know, you've seen places where guys competing for playing time aren't necessarily all that friendly. Um, And it does create for some tension in the clubhouse. It doesn't appear to be the case here. And that is something that makes Aaron Boone's job much easier. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I have a group of guys and, and really it's, I feel like it's been every year since I've been here that want to win. Right. And that, you know, when that's your motivation and that's the focus from individual players, um, you know, that that's the kind of environment you want to be in. And I think in both, you know, Clint and Brett's case, they want to win. And certainly Brett's at a point in his career where that's all it's about. And, uh, and it has been fun though, to see their relationship kind of develop and emerge over the years um, to where I think there really is a a cool um, competitive back and forth and banter that, that, that goes on between those guys. But I think they've grown to really respect and like one another, um, you know, their years out there playing together and, and competing with what each other as well. The outfield rotation is still something that is going to be determined for Boone. He has Gardner there. He has Aaron Hicks in center field. And I, I mentioned this before. If you look at the breakdown of how Aaron Hicks, 
uh, Brett Gardner and Clint Frazier all fair against right-handed pitching, the numbers will tell you that when Gardner sees his opportunity, sure, it's going to be to spell Clint Frazier in left, but he could also take some at-bats away from Aaron Hicks in center. Uh, remember, part of the thing with Hicks is keeping him healthy, and part of the thing with Gardner is keeping him from wearing down over the course of a long season. Uh, I don't envision 50-50 split, but I think it's really pretty natural to see Gardner spell Aaron Hicks against a right-handed pitcher uh, once a week, let's say, during the regular season, and get Clint Frazier a day once a week. Uh, maybe you get Aaron Judge off his feet once a week. Um, and these are the kinds of things that ideally, if everybody's healthy, this is kind of how you want to map it out. Uh, we all know that the ideal hasn't worked out for the Yankees very well the last few years. Somebody's gotten hurt. Multiple players have gotten hurt. And if that's the case, then you're going to see certain people pushed into more playing time than maybe you would have ordinarily envisioned. Um, but if I'm looking at this with rose-colored glasses, with uh, the idea that everybody's healthy, I would say there's at-bats there for Gardner to take maybe a once a week from Frazier, but also to spell Aaron Hicks. Um, you can make a case that the Yankees have a better lineup against right-handed pitching if Gardner plays over Hicks. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen all the time. I'm not saying Aaron Hicks is a platoon player. Far from it. But on the occasion that you're looking for the uh, matchup to get Brett Gardner in there, that would be a chance to take advantage of it. Uh, again, I don't think we ideally see everything breaking down normally uh, across the year. There are injuries that affect everything, and we'll see how the Yankees go forward with that. Uh, remember to check out the WFAN Daily Podcast. We're here every day now. I have the Yankees versions. Ed Coleman has the Mets versions. They live on the WFAN.com homepage, and on your podcast platforms, they currently live on the WFAN on-demand pages. you find links on my Twitter, at YankeesWFAN. Thanks for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.